0: The current spoiler warning level is Deep Crimson.
1: Friends and folks, for this episode, you're looking at a spoiler warning level of Deep Crimson. Uh, we're going to start out by talking about a machine variants from Mobile Suit Gundam Seed Destiny, which is, of course, the second season of Gundam Seed and is spoilery for the Great Gundam Project. And it only gets more spoilery from there um, because we do that. Then we talk about a little bit of, of plot stuff from Seed Destiny. Then we talk about stuff from Build. And then we go into our questions section, and a uh, listener asked a question basically about the endings of Mecha Shows. And so we talk about endings for Gundam 00, Gundam IBO, Space Runaway Ideon. uh I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Dunbine. Yes, Dunbine is the other one. So... Um, a lot of spoilers there we'll give you an alert before we go into build talk and then after that you'll hear us starting up the questions and uh, if you don't want to listen to questions because of all those ending spoilers that's your time to tap out please enjoy the episode Hello, friends and folks, and welcome back to another episode of Mechanista and G. We're the friends of Major Melon. I'm Six Dapmar from Scanline Media. Uh, who? Major Melon. this Major Melon? Uh, he is a um by the look of him, he is sort of a uh, military garbed uh, watermelon with a face. Uh, He adorns uh, the Mountain Dew Major Melon Can.
2: Oh, this explains everything. All right. No, I'm not a friend of Mountain Dew, actually.
1: It's a a Pepsi product. You're a Pepsi person, right?
2: Yeah, but I I drink Pepsi and that's it. Okay, admittedly, actually, I think that lemonade drink that I... Or the lemon-flavored stuff I occasionally have is uh, Mountain Dew, but I can't remember...
1: The lemon flavored stuff?
2: Uh, hold on.
1: I am not aware of a lemon flavored Mountain Dew, and I know a lot uh, of not, Mountain Dews.
2: Is it not lemon? I don't know what it is. Anyway, other soda I sometimes steal.
1: <laughs> they um, they did a limited edition, or not limited edition, but they don't they don't make a lot of it. But there's the um Sprite Limonade, if that's what you're no, to. No,
2: it actually might be. good. Funnily enough. It might be the Major Melon, but it's like the zero sugar one.
1: Is it pink? Yeah. Okay, it might be Major Melon then. Okay, so you are a friend of Major Melon, you little fucker.
2: (sighs) Anyway, (laughs) none of this is robots. Robots is where I want to be.
1: Well, I mean, I you know maybe cut Major Melon open and he's got no. Yeah. Okay.
2: Don't. Um, We're not doing this.
1: All right. I guess that's fair. I'll I'll accept this. Um. Yeah, let's roll some dice. Uh, what, uh, do we, We're only doing one episode this week. Do you want to... What do you want to do? Uh, last time we only did one episode,
2: we did a friendly one. Let's just do a, a listener request, and look, if, if it's something you can't listen to, I apologize, but also, you have so many episodes you can listen to, it's fine. Alright. Second half. The fun half. I mean, both are going to be fun, but you know.
1: It does make it more likely they'll be able to listen because, I mean, probably, sort of, I don't know. Like, if we roll, like, I mean, this is a fake example, but if we roll, like, fucking Mega Man, is that, like, this is always the thing, right? Is I'm like, I don't know what to fucking do for the spoiler warning.
2: (laughs) You know, fair.
1: Oh, okay, well, this is a spoiler.
2: Oh, what is it?
1: Okay, ZGMF.
2: Okay, something seed.
1: X56S.
2: Uh, S56S?
1: I can make this real easy for you with one sentence. Okay. It has an RG.
2: It's not the Destiny itself, right?
1: oh no uh yeah I guess there are multiple uh it's the impulse oh it's the impulse okay as requested by uh chris
2: okay uh the impulse gundam actually the the better uh strike Gundam okay uh
1: i wanna i wanna note um i guess now there are multiple Chris'es on Twitter who make requests this is not um this is not uh m a h q chris
2: ah okay well Either way, uh, the Impulse Gundam, uh, is a mobile suit from Gundam Sea Destiny, uh, it is piloted by our protagonist, Shin Asuka, uh, at least for the first half of Sea Destiny, but I won't get into that here, um, and this is the modular Gundam that is used in that show, uh, talking about the base design without any of its packs, though, uh, The Impulse is, so, so for the head, we have, I mean, it's an Okawara Gundam head, right? You know, it's got the, um, it's got a double V-fin, much like the Strike, though I like this double V-fin more, and I think this is the main reason I like it more than the Strike, is just, I like this V-fin, um, because it's like, you have the forehead jewel, and then you have a yellow V-fin going, like, upward, and then you have the two side V-fins that are more, uh, that are just white. Mm-hmm. um a little bit more detail on them um like the base of them has like a little line spot but uh mohawk camera it's a mohawk camera uh uh you have on the sides of the head you have like these double vents like little slit vents and then actually you have another set of vents on the cheeks as well uh and then the face is the most standard gundam face right it's it's you have two vents on the face you have two eyes you have a red lining around the eyes and you have a chin it is the ur gundam face Mm -hmm. um but yeah so the head's pretty standard but i mean a lot of heads that happen in seed especially for main characters are standard so can't hold that too much against it uh torso is fun uh the torso you have got it's got like the two little collar like Black piece is kind of like the strike does. Um, Yeah,
1: the sort of reinforcing, like, rebar. Well, not rebar. Fucking Uh. metal frame. (laughs)
2: Uh, You've got, on the middle of the torso, actually, on top, where the cockpit hatches, because I think this is one of the ones that opens on top. uh, You actually also have two Vulcans, which is pretty neat. Mm -hmm. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't open on top, right? This, This doesn't open normally, though, because this is the one with the core fighter, but we'll get to that. Um, the, um, you have two torso vents. Uh, the vents are a little weird. They're like just singular opening vents. Uh, like there's no, you know, it's just singular openings and you've got like a gray piece that then is surrounded by what you expect, which is the yellow. Uh, even though we're in seed and even though this is being used by the space noids, we have the Federation V on the chest there. Uh, that's the, like, the one that's usually on the crotch piece, but now it's in the middle of the chest, like, the well, little- Well, it's in the
1: chest, it means something completely different.
2: I know, but it's, eh, it's, still there. Um, you then have the red section of the chest, which, it's really weird, actually, the way this chest is sectioned, right? Like, the red, like, encompasses a larger area because it goes all the way down. hmm So it's just a weird segmentation, and then a white bottom segment to the sides and back. Um,
1: yeah, like, it even has, th- that white is like, the way the armor is layered there gives you a hint that the structure of this is not the same as some things, because of the way the core fighter inserts and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, for the arms, uh, you've got the, these shoulders that are pretty simple, um, they, oh, I should know also on the torso, sorry, on the top, you do have light blue as well. Um, And I want to note that because also the shoulder has some of this light blue at the ends on the uh, thrusters. But very simple pauldrons. Uh, You've got, like, a top section. It kind of reminds me of, like, a squashed Mark II shoulder or something, right? Because it's got, like, Mm -hmm. a top section with a vernier, but it's, like, very flat. It's not as thick as those usually are. Uh, For the arms, on the bicep, you have, like, a little vent or thruster or whatever. Probably a vent. Ah, then again, thinking about this thing's flight mode, maybe maybe it is attitude thrusters, actually. Um. Then uh pretty simple forearms, though you've got uh little elbow guards, which I do like on a lot of the seed units that you actually get those. Uh just to make the arms a little more exciting. Um mm-hmm. And then obviously like, hard points for the shields on the arms there. Uh Hands are hands. <laughs> um for the waist, uh you've got Pretty simple skirts all around. Um, So in the front middle, you've got a blue piece on top. The rest is white. And then in the bottom, you have like a, again, thruster slash vernier slash vent, whatever cause it may be used for. Um, On the waist, uh, the two front skirts are, they're a little bit weird because they have like these vents on the top, just like holes on top. And then Mm -hmm. on the bottom part, you've got that light blue again on the edge. Uh the side skirts are very simple. They're like basically round pieces with a big square wedge in the middle of them. Uh
1: they look like they're like e the packs there, but they're e- not.
2: Yeah, they look like they would be yeah ammo packs just given uh, the design. You know what
1: they you know what they are? No. Uh they hold um Destiny's version of, uh, Armor Schneider's. Oh,
2: they pop out of the, okay, that makes sense. So they're, they are in fact pockets. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, um, for the rear skirt, you actually have two separate rear skirts, uh, which is kind of interesting because we've had a lot of skirts in seed, I think, where the Gundams actually just have like a singular rear skirt, like just a single piece, but this one actually has separated, Mm -hmm. um, rear skirts, um, for the legs, uh, the thighs are simple, some nice panel lining on them, but, you know, nothing too special going on there. Um, on the lower legs, I actually really like these lower legs a lot. Um, they're they're also simple overall. Like, you've got, like, a jutting knee piece with, like, a vent in the middle. And then on the legs... The, I just really like the sides of the legs, like the uh, calves, mm-hmm. because you've got, like, this blue upper piece, followed by this... Um, the, this, like, kind of scooped vent. It like kind of reminds me of, like, the Hainu yeah. or something.
1: Uh, yeah, I think the, like, the just the tiny bit of blue makes a big difference. And then also, just, like, the shape of this leg is, like, kind of, like, swept forward a bit at the bottom, in a way mm-hmm. that's interesting.
2: Yeah, they're uh, they're really, they're v- very shapely, I guess I would say, right? Like, they're not mm-hmm. a standard. Um, there's also a thruster located on the back. Um... And finally, you hit the ankle armor. Some nice ankle armor, actually, too. Um, it's like a... Uh, you, you know, the bar for the ankle armor is the standard bar, but I like the sides of it where you've got these kind of like, uh, you know, more more like little scooped like vents on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the feet are simple Gundam feet. You do have some nice detail on them, actually, but, you know, it's a white piece with red feet it's on the bottom. Um, but you've got like a again thruster slash vent on the front and then two on the sides um also has a bit of a heel not like a super high heel but it does have a pretty pronounced heel overall um mm-hmm. and as mentioned this of course is a weird so if we look at the backpack it's not really much of a backpack because it's kind of a it's kind of a core fighter I mean, um, it is a core fighter. Yeah, it's the, uh, well, it's a silhouette
1: flyer. Um, no, it's not.
2: Or no, it's not?
1: It's a core splendor. The or silhouette is the attachments.
2: Oh, right, the silhouette flyer is, like, when they send out the attachments, right? And then mm-hmm. that's on its own. Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, core splendor is what this one's called. Um
1: ask core splendor ikimasu.
2: Now usually the core splendor much this is kind of like a victory situation more so than anything else because usually the course the core splendor is plugged into the upper half anyway like not being mm. used on its own i don't think
1: uh, i can't remember I mean, actually it, it, it usually gets launched on its own because there's a whole thing with um
2: oh right it does like the laser combining right where it's got like the it lines yeah. up yeah and
1: there's like a specific thing where um because the the individual parts that make up the non-combined uh, impulse are are like on their own smaller than a mobile suit mm-hmm. the um the ship they're on has a specific deck it's like like it has a normal catapult for mobile suits and then it has a separate smaller catapult for this thing which is that's sort of like their thing is like look we don't have room for another proper catapult but we have one for the impulse so we right. can launch two suits at once
2: right right it's been a while since I've seen Seed Destiny, so I don't remember I, for sure, but... I
1: like Destiny, so I have a lot of...
2: <laughs> That's fair. Um, but yeah, so... The, the actual Core Splendor itself, uh, when it's not folded up... Like, when it's folded up on the backpack, it's a very simple backpack, right? It's just, like... You have, like, little folded-up wings, and then you've got a single thruster on the back. Um, and then when it's actually... It's actually kind of a cute Core Fighter, I think, honestly. Um... It's very funny because it looks like an SD core fighter or an SD plane because the cockpit area is so large and then the rear half of it is so small in comparison, mm-hmm. right? Like, but I do like like the little wings it has on the top as well as, you know, everything else. It's just it's just a cute little thing.
1: And we also get some, like, I think we get some properly, like, good art. You know, I don't like the, the art style of, of Seed and Seed Destiny very much, but like we get some really cool-looking shots of this thing. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's fair. God, it, from that side view, it really does look like an SD jet or something.
1: It, yeah, it's 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 a it's a sawed-off shot plane. <laughs> <laughs> Just
2: it's it's very cute. It, it is cute. Don't get me wrong. Now, the Impulse doesn't necessarily have a lot going on on its own, but of course, this is Seed, and it is a modular mm-hmm. machine. And we will go over those momentarily. But first, on the base design, you've got two CIWS on the chest. They're Vulcans. They're just Vulcans. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to call them Vulcans. I, I hate Seed calling them CIWS. I know that stands for a thing. I don't remember what for, but... um, It does have a... The folding razor anti-armor knives, uh, which are similar to, like, the armor schneiders, uh, mm-hmm. though these ones fold. Yep. And they flip out. Uh, which I think there's some armor schneiders that do and some that don't, I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, yeah. the,
1: um, the most classic ones don't, but I think, like, if you get to, like, the Strike Rouge, for instance, that's, those, st- they still call those armor schneiders and those fold. Yeah. So.
2: Um... It also has the MMI RG-59V mobile shield. It's a
1: shield. This thing's cool. Uh,
2: it is a cool shield because it does have two different forms. Uh, it can be collapsed or it can actually expand out, which I think is pretty cool. Hmm. Um, I just, I, I like the way that the shield expands.
1: Um, yeah, because it's like, it's, you know, it is your sort of classic design of like a, you know, like, Red with like white edges and the big, like, gold plus in the middle, sort of like Federation style again. Mm-hmm. But what happens is it just sort of like pops outward from that point, expanding from around the sort of the gold cross and yeah. gets bigger. And that's cool. Yeah, it's got I like f- a, it's got like black armor
2: that's normally not visible. And then like two little side pieces pop out. It's, mm-hmm. I, mean, <laughs> I like the design of it. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then finally, uh, it does have the MABAR seventy-two high energy beam rifle. Um, it's actually an enhanced version of the Freedom and Justices beam rifles, so it's actually pretty strong. That means yes. Um, it also is designed with the deuterium beam energy transfer system in mind, which we will talk about. Something that I always love because they always, whenever Seed C-D- Seed uh, Destiny is in a SRW or not SRW in a. Uh, G-Gen game, they always have to include this, and it's like, I don't know why you would do this as opposed to, like, just giving yourself E-N regen. But, you know.
1: Um, I It is really cool, though. I mean, the way they use it in Seed is good because they use it pretty sparingly, and they basically only use it when Shin is on one. Yeah. Um, so you know whenever the the deuterium beam is coming out that shit is about to, like, shit is about to get fucked up.
2: hmm So... The, uh, the, uh, variable, you also have the variable phase shift armor, phase shift armor, I don't know why I worded that that way, um, but, uh, variable phase shift is a a better version of phase shift, and it's more energy efficient. Uh, it'll automatically alter, uh, the, uh, you know, strength of it and stuff. It's basically not just always on, right? Like, the normal one is the idea, so it doesn't It's kind of like,
1: um the um the beamsaber stuff they start to tech they start to get by char's counterattack where like it like turns on intelligently right
2: yeah though it is very funny because you can also uh program the colors unlike the mm-hmm. other ones apparently well the other ones so it's interesting right because the way they word it here on the wiki is that it can change its strength in the field but it must be programmed beforehand but I guess the color changes are based on just what silhouette it's using. Which, thank you! Thank you! That's all I have to say. Thank you.
1: Because... It makes a big difference.
2: It, it makes it so some packs don't look as off. Well, that was my big thing on the Strike episode, is I just didn't like how little they matched, and how every pack was adding another color. <laughs> um, just nightmare. So, I like this one. Uh... But yeah, and then uh you have the deuterium beam energy transfer system. This is uh
1: well We just talked about this.
2: Yeah. It's just an energy transfer system. I mean we didn't go over the details, right?
1: I guess that's fair. It's just like it shoots a beam at you and it shoots you catch a beam it with and it makes it strong. And then you're it does make you strong, it just reaches out. Or it makes battery.
2: you uh not run out of energy, I guess, yeah. You don't have to worry mm. about going gray. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Um it's just funny to me because, like I said, a lot of the... S- so the way they implement that, not in SRW and G-Gen, though SRW might do this too. The way they implement it is you have to equip both the ship and the mobile suit with the uh, deuterium energy beam transfer systems, uh, one with the beam and one with the, uh, you know, the receiver. And then when you sure. put those on, it lets you recover EN. But the thing is, generally speaking you're not going to like run out of en in that kind of way i feel like in the later g gens because they you, you can only uh y- basically like i feel like there's just better options right like you could just give mm-hmm. like yourself a disposable energy tank or something and i guess theoretically this is usable multiple times but it also takes up an inventory slot on both a ship and a mobile suit um i mean it, it seems like it might be fun for like if you, if you really want to just, like, put it on all the mobile suits, but my brain just goes, oh, I, I could just give myself an energy pack or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, cute idea, though. Uh, and then finally, it has hard points for, you know, the various silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: I guess I'll also... Which, I, so, yeah. um, just a few details on this thing before we end up uh, moving on. Um, You can also see down in the art, you can see the leg flyer and chest flyer, um, which are sort of the segmented parts, and also the uh, silhouette flyer, which is like the unmanned drone that delivers upgrades. (laughs) For for once, I can
2: actually yell at the wiki for this, because normally we go on the wiki, just because sometimes we can get a little bit more art than Mm MAHQ. Ironically, not on this one. There's no Core Splendor art on the wiki. The Core Splendor is on MAHQ, though, if you want to see that.
1: Well, there's a whole separate entry for the Core Splendor.
2: Oh, is that what they did on the wiki? Okay. Yes. Yes. That feels... There's not like a... It, it... I mean, I guess there is separate entries for the Core Fighters, but I...
1: And you can use uh... it separately in games. You can fly it around and shoot. Uh, why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe, you know... People, listen, people out there like G-gen also. lots of people make bad choices. There's
2: technically one developed from here, and we'll just mention it real quick, though. We've already it, covered it. Oh, did we already cover the Zaku Splendor on the... Okay.
1: On the Zaku app, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay, I couldn't remember for sure, but I was just going to mention, it's basically, mm. you know, listen to the Zaku episode, it's one of those, but yep. it has a core Splendor. Um, but yeah, alright, so then we can just get into the forms proper...
1: Uh, well, one more thing, just real okay, quick. Okay,
2: one more thing, okay.
1: Uh, for a core fighter gunpla, the RG of this is a fucking incredible build. Nice. It's so fucking fun and really stable.
2: Do you want to get the RG, uh, for uh, like, one of the RG impulses? Maybe not the force, uh, possibly the sword or the blast if those ever get re-released, which they probably will, but, you know, uh, P. Bandai stuff, but anyway... Alright, so the first pack to talk about would be same model number, but you append alpha to the name. It's the Force Impulse. This is the ale pack, so in a way it's the most boring one. (laughs) Um, I mean, it's a fine backpack, right? So what it basically, all this adds on is the uh, Force Silhouette, which is just a three-winged backpack. Um, It's like a flight pack. Uh, it is kind of like the, um, Isle Strike. It is, it adds the color black to it. It doesn't actually change the base color of the Gundam. Um, and it has, like, red lining on the sides of the wings. Uh, the two bottom wings are just all red, though they have white at the ends with some thrusters. You, you've got six wings, though, basically. And, um, they're all, like, little movable wings, and they can, like, fold if you need them to fold downward. This is, of course, for... Uh, this can be used for at, like atmospheric flight, uh, as well as high mobility in zero gravity and whatnot. It's, you know, that's what it does. Uh, the other thing it does add is it adds a pair of beam sabers to the back of it because normally the strike uh the uh, impulse does not have the beam sabers, and they are attached to this backpack.
1: Yeah, it's um. They would always
2: be using a backpack with it is the idea overall, so, you know. It's like, it's
1: like, like the, um, the Strike, which we've already covered and is GGP friendly. Um, you're like, it's allowed, you know, it's capable of launching without any packs, but it's, yeah, intended to always have one.
2: Yeah. And this of course being its most general use one, because this one doesn't really change what it's doing. All it does is make it faster and add a weapon, right? Like it's not this is like the one this is one of those packs that it, is not even specialized. It literally just makes the impulse do what it already does, but better. Um which is why it's kind of like the standard for both the strike and for this. Um Though actually the first pack we see is the beta. Uh pack because the force was the alpha and that would be the sword impulse because if i remember right when it first gets deployed in episode one of seed it doesn't have any pack on and then when it does attach a pack at the end it is the sword impulse right Mm -hmm. uh and that's when it does the cool obari pose with the uh swords so the sword impulse the armor changes to red uh which it's interesting though because all the red that was prior on the mobile suit other than around the eyes, changes to black. Like the chin, the forehead jewel, etc. All changes to black. Um, But all the blue parts change to red, and then all of the light blue changes to a gray color. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on the back, you have a beefy backpack with two giant anti-ship swords on either side, as well as a a sort of pair of wings that aren't actually wings, they are My least favorite seed thing, but they're here. Uh, (sighs) Beam Boomerangs. Beam Boomerangs. We always love Beam Boomerangs. Uh, but yeah, these are the Excalibur Anti-Ship Laser Swords. Um, these are, these are neat, though. They are just, they are cool, you know, big anti-ship swords. I always like the anti-ship sword designs in Seed, honestly. Um... They do have a physical blade at the tip, uh, but they can actually extend the, the the beam over the tip as well uh, if necessary. I think that was a thing that was done maybe in some shots of animation, and I know it mostly from the models, because uh, like the Master Grade I know has parts I think that you can extend over the end of them.
1: Mm-hmm. It's interesting because uh, regardless of whether or not it does that, like, it does that sometimes, sometimes it doesn't. Either way, it is frequently used for stabbing.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it'll stab right through things.
1: Because it also has, you know, some, some good hardened metal there, so.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, these are pretty cool. And they can slam together and make, like, a weird giant double-bladed thing. Mm-hmm. Which rules. Um. It's just cool. That's all. Um, or, of course, it can just use one in either hand. Uh. I do like that when it becomes the dual-bladed form, it's the ambidextrous mode. (laughs) Which is a funny way of putting that, but... Yeah, that's
1: a really stupid thing to say.
2: (laughs) Uh, And then there's the flash-edge beam boomerangs, which... They can be used as a, uh, like, a beam saber as well, but generally they are thrown, and... They are programmed to come back when thrown. These are an improved version of the Justice's boomerangs. Uh, And yeah, because they can return to the owner, it can catch enemies by surprise. I hate beam boomerangs. I do. I I will accept them on a lot of designs here, but I hate them.
1: (laughs) I mean, so... I don't think they're good, right? That's not what I'm about to say. They should have given
2: this thing rocket anchors, like the uh, Sword Strike. Even though I think this is actually a pretty cool form overall.
1: I mean, we've talked about machines before that, like, throw beam daggers, for instance. And, like, I don't, I am struggling with the logical part of my brain to explain why I think the thrown beam daggers are cooler when beam boomerangs make more sense as a weapon.
2: Because the way that the beam boomerangs get used is it's not like they have visible, like, propulsion. They just get thrown and they just turn into circular disks and they just come back.
1: But don't they have little verniers on
2: them? Some designs do. These ones don't.
1: These ones don't. You're right. and stupid. Yeah. That's, no, stupid.
2: These, yeah. <laughs> That's the okay. issue. Yeah, is, you're right. Okay. Yeah, these are very simple in design. And so it's just like... Like, you know... And also it doesn't help that... The beam daggers that are usually thrown... Are generally m- like meant to be kind of disposable.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: These feel very big and expensive... And, but these are also not disposable, but they almost feel like a disposable weapon just due to the nature of what you would be doing with them.
1: Here's here's what I want, is I want a build show where someone has a sword impulse and you think it's just a perfectly normal sword impulse, and they grab the boom, boomerangs, and they're just beam pistols and they shoot you.
2: That'd be pretty good. Um, so yeah, I, I do like this form overall. Complaints on boomerangs aside, that'll always happen with seed discussion, I'm sorry. Um, Then we have the last form, the Gamma, which is the Blast Impulse. The last animated one, I should say. Mm Because there are, of course, other ones. Um, This one's got probably the weirdest color scheme. So, what this one does is the red changes to blue, right? You've got, like, the blue forehead jewel, a blue chin, blue torso piece, and blue feet. Then the light blue changes to green, and then the red changes to, like... It's not quite black. It's just a really dark green. Mm-hmm. It's a really weird color scheme, though, to get on a Gundam. Um, I kind of like it just for being weird is the thing. And this also has a really cool set of weapons. So the backpack, obviously very noticeable Two large cannons, but they're not just l- large cannons. Like we can talk about the bottom of them. They swing up underneath. They are, you know, long range beam cannons, but on top of them. They also have missile launchers, which I think is kinda I like the I, I like that it's just like a weird two sided weapon. Um but yeah the beam cannons swing up underneath can be uh grabbed, there are retractable handles. Uh this also has another unique weapon, the Defiant Beam Javelin. Actually two of them. Uh they're actually stored inside of the cannons when not in use, but they can pop out. And I like a beam javelin, so of course I think these are cool. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: It's like, oh, it's a weird beam javelin, too. It's not like the usual, like, it's not like the original Gundam ones. These just, like, are, it's like a three-way tip on these.
1: It's more, um, it's more like the ones that, uh, the Shenlong uses. Mm Mm-hmm. Or, I Um, guess, I guess it's the Ultron. Shenlong just uses the silver-bladed one.
2: Yeah, I guess so, actually, because, yeah, Shenlong uses the, uh, Glaive. But, anyway, um, yeah, it also has a Deluge Hyper-Velocity Rail Cannons. Uh, where are the rail cannons? Are they on top? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah. They're
1: yeah. the they're the part in the middle between the two big guns. They fold over top. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, I saw a lot of this thing because I had this as my backpack in Breaker Three.
2: Oh yeah, that makes sense. Because listen, lots of vo- a, it, it, what it, it has three it, options on it. So yeah, yeah. Listen,
1: you you just wanna you just wanna strap a lot of big guns on your <laughs> fucking thing. God. Onto your, um, you know, centaur, because everyone who has has brains turns their uh, end game breaker one uh, into a centaur.
2: I have no brain. Um, you did it. No, I didn't.
1: Yes, you did. You have your samurai centaur.
2: Yeah, I don't use it. That was just the <sighs> thing I made. Like, there's a lot of, I <sighs> made a lot of things that I don't actually use. <laughs> its name is Daimyo Umatachi. Thank you very much. <laughs> very silly, very silly design. I just was like, "What if I made a horse covered in swords?" And I thought it was very fun to do that. Um, but That's I didn't cool. actually level any of those parts. Those are all like level one parts.
1: Well, um, I'm disappointed in you.
2: Yep. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe I'll maybe if I ever load up Breaker Three again, I will, I will decide to pour some time into it.
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna find um, my machine and put it in the show notes. find a screenshot of it, let me see.
2: Go for it. Um, otherwise, has the beam rifle. Uh, has the shield. Uh, this is the form where the shield is typically used in the compact mode. I think also on the sword impulse, actually, it'll use the shield in the compact mode, just because the weapons are all bigger. Um, but yeah, um, I like the blast impulse also quite a bit. Um, I I like that. I like the way the cannons are basically like big containers for a bunch of things, right? Like. Just neat. <laughs> um. Now here's where we start getting a little weird because none of these are in the show.
1: uh, uh here's here's the here's the tweet that has uh, okay a screenshot.
2: Uh, oh my god! Oh, of course you covered it in funnels too because everyone's <laughs> end game builds are covered in funnels in that game.
1: Yeah, so you have a heavy arms torso so that we have heavy arms guns. We have Tall Geese 3 arms, so I've got the Tall Geese 3 Whip and Gun and Shield. Uh, we've got, yeah, a lot of funnels. We've got the Blast Impulse backpack. I'm
2: actually surprised the Blast Impulse happens to go out just enough that it doesn't clip into the, the, the horse legs.
1: I mean, if it clipped, I wouldn't have picked it, you know.
2: Yeah, that's fair. I, I have the same problem where I will not do that. <laughs> um, Alright, so the next one, though, is the Chaos Impulse Gundam, based on... Probably my favorite of the weird like trio of enemy suits in um Seed, which would be the Chaos Gundam.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so what the Chaos Impulse it does is adds a giant backpack. Uh, but it actually adds more than just the backpack because if you look at the side skirts, it also has side skirts, and also uh I believe those shields are not the normal shields. These are yeah, they're claws. Uh, they can they can open up so that basically it's it's just always in that small mode but it has two of them and they are claws Mm -hmm. um yeah this actually adds quite a bit though like on the backpack just to describe everything going on with this you've got a big central piece that has a mono eye in it because it's like the chaos's part uh that can fold over the head and then you also have two little pods on either side that are actually um, dragoons, so they can you know fly off and be like bits, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, though it's improved version of the dragoon that can be used by quote unquote normal pilots. No enhanced spatial awareness necessary here. No needing three pilots to control every axis here. I'm still mad about that. Anyway, um, that was that was from our uh, uh, one, um, what even was that machine related to? What was the base machine of that episode? That was a Mobius, right? Yes, that was a a Mobius. Right. not anything like the Mobius, but it's the Mobius, uh, episode where we complained about that astray machine. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so you've got the two gun pods, you've got the cool piece that folds over the head, and then on the side skirts, you've got these, Really long pieces. I think these open up also into like, uh, are these claws or are these cannons? Let's see. Got, they open up into something.
1: Oh, they're claws. They're beam claws.
2: Okay. The, uh, yeah, these are just large beam claws. Cool. Uh, and then you've got this large rear skirt, uh, that is, uh, just, you know, an additional rear skirt, additional armor. Mm. Um, and then, uh, the backpack on the top also has a beam cannon built into it. The, Uh, Calidus Kai, a multi-phase beam cannon, which does the toothpaste beam, so you know it's strong. Um, yeah, overall, though, I- I like this form quite a bit, um, it just looks cool, um, the color change is nice, uh, the- I- I like the armaments, because, well, I like the chaos quite a bit, Mm -hmm. um, it's just a neat machine, uh, the, um, we, we do have some art of it doing some actions, which is kind of neat. Uh, first of all, the top flyer, even though it's normally not, like, a big deal, is actually a big deal on this machine because of how much is going on on the top half, like, the chest flyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have the, if you have the, the, uh, the core Splendor plugged into it, uh, it just is this really cool thing um, it's this
1: decapitated mobile armor scary thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, and then on the right, you actually have the uh, it attacking, I believe that's a dagger of some sort, one of them, uh, with the uh, claws on the side skirts, which is pretty cool. Uh, I, I like this form quite a bit, actually, looking at it now. It's pretty cool. Just It just feels like a really weird form to get. Um, also those beam claws only have the beams at the tips, which looks really neat. Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, the weird mandibles on some of the victory suits. Uh, that, like, I can't remember which one has it. Like, the mandibles that flip forward and have the little beam saws on them. Um.
1: I know what you mean, I can't remember.
2: Yeah. That's fun. Um. But yeah, this is, this is actually a pretty neat form. Um. Then... We have the next one, which would be the Abyss Impulse. Um, I don't know my Greek letters after Alpha, Beta, and Gamma, so I don't know any of these Greek letters. What is this tiny E?
1: Uh, That, my friends, is a schwa. I don't fucking know. That's
2: Epsilon. Okay. (laughs) Uh, And then the one for uh, Chaos, is that Delta? That might be Delta, then. Because it might just be going in order.
1: Uh, That's not Delta. Yeah, it is. That's the lowercase Delta. Oh, lowercase. Okay. Well, that's that's. Yeah, okay.
2: these are all lowercase letters too, which is why it's uh, weird. Well, that's that's. I I don't know lowercase. Listen, it's fine. Did you did you know Greek had lowercase? No. Okay. <laughs> Just was curious. <laughs> I only recognize the delta because the Delta Gundam uh, uses that as a uh, decal.
1: Huh.
2: Yeah, it uses the lowercase okay. delta instead of the uppercase one. Um,
1: well, time to talk about the worst one of these.
2: Uh, Okay, hold on. It's not the worst. It is a wonky color scheme because it's all blue. <laughs> um, is the Abyss Impulse, though. I See, I like the Abyss Gundam definitely more than the Abyss Impulse, whereas the Chaos, it can go either way with the Gundam or the Impulse. This one, the Abyss Gundam, is just a better version of this. Uh, but this backpack um, is, again, very large on this one. Uh, you've got two folding cannons that are on, like, the middle structure. Uh, they're just the, uh, I believe these are the ones that are just called the dual cannons. And then on the outer parts, you have two, like, strut pieces, and then you've got two, uh, big cannons, uh, which these are the Balina Kai. 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 Yeah. Uh, dual beam cannons. Uh. Oh, wait, hold on. I'm trying to figure out which weapons are which, because this thing has so many that are attached to the backpack. Um, oh, wait, okay. I think these edge ones might be... These edge ones are the dual cannons, and then the Belina Kai are those two central ones. But the ones on the outside are just the dual cannons, like the ones on the big shells.
1: Okay, alright.
2: Uh, that makes sense, actually, looking at the shape of them, that those are supposed to be, like, Freedoms backpack cannons upgraded. Um... But yeah, I do like that. I'm pretty sure that this is copy-pasted from the Abyss article, by the way, because it some of the parts of this just refer to it as the Abyss instead of the Abyss Impulse, which feels like a big distinction to make. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, um, it does have uh, high-speed guided torpedoes also located in the backpack. Um, apparently, it says on the underside... I'm trying to see the shield. It says on the underside of the shield there's a triple beam cannon, is there a shield in the notes here?
1: Oh. It's not talking about those binders, is it?
2: No, because those have to be the dual cannons on the binders. Right?
1: Let me see.
2: I'm trying to see where all these things are, is the problem. Unless it's something really wonky like the Belina Kai, like... The bottom barrels are the, uh, the, the ballina Kai's and the top barrels are just dual cannons? I don't think so, though, given the different
1: numbers. But I'm not seeing any art where it's using shields.
2: But also, it says that it's a triple beam cannon on the bind, uh, it would be a triple beam cannon. And if you look at the binders, there's only two. On each one.
1: Oh, I see. There's an action shot, um, oh. in one of the things. Let me see. The- They're, um, the holes along the inside of those binders. Right,
2: duh, just like the uh, actual Abyss, duh. That's, I forgot that the Abyss does that. Uh, okay. Okay, that's fine then. Uh. And then, uh, it also has a beam lance, which is just taken from the Abyss wholesale. Mm. Um. I think this form is fine. Uh, I do think that they should have gone a little bit cooler with the colors, because, like... The the original abyss has like blue and like this kind of like crimsony like almost but almost like purple kind of red um and then light blue and white like it has like a lot of colors going on. I feel like this could have been a bit more exciting if you used more of those cuz this is just like two shades of blue and they're not very different shades of blue at that, right? They're very mm-hmm. similar shades of blue. Um, so it just kind of gets lost. This does also add extra uh, side skirt armor, I should say. Um, it's like bigger side skirt armor, presumably for underwater combat. Uh, it, apparently, Impulse's VPS has changed to all blue to withstand underwater pressure. Hold on.
0: <laughs> Shut up.
2: Shut up. Yeah, no. Fucking th- thanks, Destiny Astray, for saying that. Ah, blue is the face shift color that can resist pressure. I don't think that's what that means, actually. Um, And I refuse to acknowledge that. Um, This this is an interesting form also because it does have a transformation uh, for its kind of, like... So, from what I can see here, right, I think... Huh, I'm looking at this. Is this just the flyer, or is this the arms folded around
1: the top because... Oh, that's the arms folded around the top.
2: Okay, so this it does have an MA mode,
1: Because you can see the arms and the legs.
2: Oh, yep, yeah, I see the hands. Okay, by the side skirt. Yeah, I can mm-hmm. see the little hands there. That's so... It just kind of... But it's... it's I see a transformation. This lays down on its side. And, uh...
1: Not even on its side, just face down. Or on down. its front. Yeah, yeah, and,
2: uh, just kind of swoops forward. It's it's a very funny MA mode.
1: It's silly. Um,
2: You could just leave the legs off, honestly. Like, you you could just make this also be a top flyer form.
1: Um, Yeah. I mean, I think think the idea is that you want to go into this mode to move faster in the water and then probably exit it when you get close to your objective.
2: Yep. Alright. Our final form. The Gaia Impulse. I don't know what this little squiggly is. Hold on. This is Zeta, okay. So, ZGMF-X56S Zeta Gaia Impulse Gundam.
1: This one's my favorite.
2: Uh, of course it is. Alright, the Gaia Impulse, um, so you look at the design, and most of the body and whatnot looks the same, though, some- this actually has some structural changes, uh, this doesn't use the same bottom flyer as the normal Impulse, and you will understand why soon, um, so the side skirts uh, are now like kind of like the ones on the uh, Gaia. I, do these have the beam blades in them like the Gaias, actually? Yes, they do. Okay. And then you can see they have beam sabers also loaded on the top that can be grabbed. Um, and if you look at the lower legs, you can start noticing, huh, they made there be a very exaggerated kind of like, you know, shift there in the legs, kind of digitigrade, And they even have really long toes that they stand on and like the heels look weird now. Um, and the reason was, when you look at that backpack there, right, the backpack looks like a load of nothing in the quote-unquote MS mode. It's just, like, a bunch of blocky pieces that are slapped onto the back of this. Um, well, it's, it's kind of, so, you know,
1: with beam sabers. And but, there's, yeah. like,
2: beam sabers sticking out, yeah, but, like, it, it's it's weird looking, right? Mm-hmm. But that's because this all unfolds over, the, I assume, given the design, I assume it, like, unfolds trying to see how that unfolds actually i'm looking at it how does this transformation go
1: it seems like it must go over the head
2: yeah i guess it would and go over front. the head and then pull down
1: you can see the point where it plugs into the dick
2: oh yeah okay <laughs> yeah that added hole on the top is for it to insert itself into uh <laughs> is that sex no, also, it holds the heel, <laughs> the high heels back so that it is actually digitigrade and standing on its toes mm-hmm. when it is in the MA mode. And the MA mode is it, it dog. Dog. It, it, dog, but also dog centaur, question mark.
1: But also, one of my With favorite details is when it goes into this mode, those beam swords become beam guns,
2: right? Uh, no, there's still swords. They can no, be used still... as guns as well, but... Yeah. If you look at the uh, art on the lower right of the uh page with all these from Destiny R or whatever, uh, Destiny Astray, um... Th- it can pull them off the head, if, it, if necessary.
1: Sure, sure. But for me, it's like, if it wants to use them as guns, the handles rotate such that it basically has, like, just something to do with its hands. Yeah. So it can hold on to those... It makes me. It, this is a really cursed reference. It makes me think of Darling in the Franks and the butt battles. Because <laughs> look at it. It's like it's like there are two mobile suits here. There aren't really, but it looks like there are two mobile suits here, and one is the and the Darling in the Franks pose. I do the like
2: Franks the comparison the, down there in the lower right that it runs in the at an angle the same way a motorcycle would for turning. That's cool. <laughs> uh, just this really weird illustration here of, look, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess. Um, I, the Centaur mode is fun. It is a bit of a nightmare to look at, but that's why it's fun, I guess, is the thing. Um,
1: I'm, I'm defending myself. Look at this. This is just what this machine is doing.
2: Uh, why are you linking me this? Anyway, alright. It's Um, true!
1: Just say that I'm right, and then we can move on.
2: No, we're moving on, and I refuse to say you're right. I'm
1: gonna keep- Okay, I'm gonna keep posting images.
2: Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this to me? Just
1: say I'm right. Just say I'm right, and we can move on. Fine,
2: you're right! Let's move on!
1: Okay, let's move on.
2: (laughs) Alright, next up is the Theta. And it is the Destiny Impulse Gundam. Uh... Which is fun because this is, so, it's weird because this backpack is, one, the colors rule. I love the, like, purple and lilac. And two, so it adds the Destiny's wings, right? Mm Mm-hmm. But then when you look at the armaments, it also adds two anti-ship swords and two beam cannons instead of one anti-ship sword and one beam cannon. Um, which is interesting to me that it does that. Uh, it also adds beam shield attachments to the arms uh so the arms have beam shields now and uh it apparently has let me see it says on the back of the forearms I'm trying to see this from the rear now you can't see it I guess it has the beam boomerangs but they're attached to the forearms but on the back oh you can kind of see them from the front there okay yeah it's it's the destiny ones but Because the impulse doesn't support adding add-ons to the shoulders that they put them on the arms there.
1: Oh, yeah, you can kind of see him poking out. Yeah. Uh
2: I... I like this form a lot, actually, because I think this is kind of cooler in some ways than the original Destiny.
1: One of the things I like about it is, I mean, like, basically what they figured out was that this just... This doesn't need to happen, that they can just... they, They did the Destiny based on being like, actually, this is excessive. Um... Yeah. And plus,
2: plus the Destiny has a better, uh, a uh, better power plant, whereas this thing cannot always run.
1: Yeah. So the way, what they say here is that basically it needs two to three deuteranian energy beam transfers per sortie. You're just constantly topping this thing off, and also it can't handle that much power, and so it is just like you're just burning out your circuits as you fight, and also because of all the load, you're burning out the fucking like interior structure. Of this thing as you fight. It is not able to handle
2: this. But also, to be fair, much like the Tall Geese, I simply love a machine that is falling apart and possibly is a danger to its pilot and itself.
1: Well, listen, the Tall Geese isn't falling apart. The Tall Geese is is a perfectly fine structural machine. It just happens to have this weak, fleshy part in the middle.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
1: I love this
2: machine, though. I just think this is such a cool machine.
1: i think it's neat i i and i like i uh, well I, I like the
2: so the other thing i like is i like the over the shoulder telescopic cannons a bit more than the the one on the destiny mm-hmm. I, I just think it's cool because they're like weird foldy cannons that pop up over the top
1: they remind me of the double x in a cool way
2: also all the colors of this thing rule the unit one's my favorite because i like the purple and lilac but the unit two is like a deep crimson again And pink for, like, the secondary. And then the third one is just blue with, like, this kind of gray, but with, like, a little hint of blue in it. It's, like, a Mm -hmm. gray-purple.
1: Yeah, Um, they all look good.
2: I like all these color schemes. Um, yeah. This machine, though, is ridiculous. So, yeah, it's got, um, the, it it, it, it is just the Excalibur anti-ship swords. It's not the, uh, what is it, the Arondite, which is the, um... The one that the uh, Destiny has. So Uh it's got these sword impulse swords and then it's got the two telescopic beam cannons. This machine also gets the coolest fucking animations in like G-Gen, I'm gonna say. Probably because they're like, well, we want to give it an all combination attack so we have to have it use everything. So you'll get attacks where it like swings the swords, combines them, hits them away and then like fires the beam cannons into them. It's just cool. Ridiculous machine, though, but I love ridiculous machines, is the thing. Um, now, this machine does get upgraded, actually. Into Mm -hmm. a less cool, but still interesting form. And this would be the Destiny Impulse Gundam R. So, the Destiny R silhouette removes the swords entirely. So, sadly, no Mm -hmm. double anti-ship swords. Um... It does have two cannons on the back, but they are also not the telescopic beam cannons. They are just two large beam cannons. The Wolfsbane beam cannons. Uh, Wolfsbane because they are upgraded versions of the Kerberos ones from the Blast Impulse. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's honestly the only real change with armaments. is It's just an impulse with like two beam cannons over the back. But, and and it also removes the beam shields. Uh, it has the buddy system, because it has a support unit, which we will talk about in a moment, but, uh, the main Gundam, uh, is just using, like, the beam rifle and everything else, too. Um, so, uh, it does have the wings, I, they don't do the wings of light, is the thing, mm-hmm. they are just, like, cool thrusters, basically. Um... There's also a version of this called the Destiny Impulse Blanche, I should note, which is a white version of this. Uh, with well, it's just the
1: Impulse Gundam Blanche. They took out Destiny.
2: Oh, they didn't even, take, they didn't even leave the engine in there, right? Elsa Destiny. thought
1: that the name Destiny was too vague for a weapon.
2: <laughs> um, so, the D- uh, 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 Adaja or Adaga? Yeah, Adaga is um the cool version of this because it's like this, but it has a different head. It has combat support AI. This is not a piloted suit. And it has a mono-eye Gundam head, and I fucking love the way this looks.
1: That's no amazing. V-Fin,
2: just a mono-eye Gundam head, and it looks so mean, and I, I... The thing is, much like SD Gundam mono-eye Gundams, I think mono-eye Gundams are cool.
1: Just having the area for the Gundam eyes, but it's just big black space with a single green dot is really threatening <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um, and this is just the same unit. This is very much, since you brought up, like, the, uh, the, the double the X, uh, this is very much, like, G-Bit, basically.
1: Yeah, I, I like the Impulse R better than the Impulse, be- uh, the, the, sorry, the Destiny R better than the regular Destiny Impulse, because I feel like, to me, the, it, the, <laughs> like, you could also call the Destiny Impulse Gundam the Imperfect Destiny, right? It's to, it's trying to be the perfect strike. Only it's a disaster.
2: Yeah, still cooler though.
1: <laughs> it's not. It's not. It doesn't. I have think as it's much cooler as
2: a design.
1: I understand what you're saying, and I think it could have been brought there for me, but I don't think they. I don't think they totally stick the to landing, and I think the
2: I th- the problem is I use it in video games where I don't have to care about the fact that it's falling apart and the pilot is being blended in the cockpit. Sure, um, fair. Oh, should note also, sorry, on the Destiny backpack uh, for the Destiny Impulse R, it does add a weird mono-eye sensor so that when the backpack is launched, it's like a weird bird.
1: Mm, that's cool.
2: Just forgot to mention that a little bit. Um, There's also the D-Adaga Odin, uh, which I guess... Oh, that's actually a Gundam Build Fighters thing. I guess this pops up in a, a Build Fighters AR which I don't, I think I've heard of this one. This really old, uh, oh, this is Amazing Ready. Okay, this is one of those manga. Huh. You know, uh, oh, no, there are other impulses. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: I'm, I'm putting it, this, I'm not doing a spoiler warning for the, for the Dia Daga Odin because I'm not, I'm not worried about Build Fighter's AR.
2: Yeah. Uh, it does, It. this is just, so the weird thing with this is this is actually its own weird custom. Because Holy shit. It's actually the Gaia Impulse mixed with the Diadaga.
1: This is incredible. So it has a quadruped form. And it has beam blades everywhere.
2: Yeah. It's kind of cool. Oh, yeah, it's called the bull mode when it's in that mode, too, because it has all these giant beam blades,
0: mm-hmm.
2: including this two giant horns. sick. It's actually a pretty cool machine. Um, wow. One that I wish they had done a model of, because they did models of, if you look at the notes there, it's like, ah, brand new mechanics. They they did the fucking, uh, the one amazing variant there, and then they did the Luna Gazer there, but they never did this one. They could have done this. That would have been cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, cool design. Uh, the impulse, okay, the rest of these variants are also all build things, actually, so I think we, uh, covered all the things in the show. Um, so I guess we will do, spoiler warning, um, we should do these in chronological, like, you know, what things came out first order, though. Sure. So, I'm organizing these. Fucked up that Jim's counter, or oh wait, no, not Jim's counterattack. Uh, that has these. These are from Island Wars. I was uh, Okay, so we the two can
1: movies. do the Enzian right now. Which one's the Enzian? Let's see. It's, it's from Breaker Mobile. So it's not spoilery.
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, I, I completely skipped over that on my list. Uh, the Enzian, well, huh, this is just an Impulse Gundam that has Wing Gundam parts. Yep. This isn't an original unit. <laughs> This is just a Impulse and Wing Gundam mixture. I mean,
1: it is it is an original unit. It's just not very original.
2: <laughs> the, look, I consider it an original unit in Breaker Mobile when it's something like the weird, like, F-90 variant, like the F-91 Valkyrie, or, like, you know, like... When it the, has the, unique parts. I, I want I things mean, with unique parts, yes.
1: I, I agree with you. I just think for our purposes, the fact that it has a list and is mechanically different means, you know...
2: Okay, Enzian, Impulse and Wing... Specifically, it has the Impulse head, the Impulse torso, the Impulse legs, but it has the Wing Gundam shoulders, or arms, and Wing Gundam backpack. It is using the Impulse shield, and it is using the Buster rifle from the Wing Gundam. There we go. It looks good. Yeah, looks fine. Um, Okay. Uh, What came out first, Island Wars or Jim's Counterattack? I guess we'll just do it in the orders of the show. Uh, We'll talk about the Jim's Counterattack variant. Uh, This is the Ninpulse Gundam.
1: After this point, folks, you're going to get spoilers for the Gundam Build series, and then moving on into our question section where you have spoilers for IBO, 00, Dunbine, and Ideon.
2: This thing is cool as hell, and I like it, actually. It's very dumb, but I like it. Uh, this is used by uh, Nils Nielsen. Um... Continuing his being a weed, weed <laughs>
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, so the Ninpulse is a very extensively modified one. Um, it's, it's basically, it's, it is very much a unique machine. The head has a V-fin that is like a big, it, it reminds me of like, you know, Samurai Helmet crests again. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a, a cool swept back like, like, vent and earpiece, and the head, like, has more, like... The head is more pointed, like, towards the back, basically. Um, and the chin is done much more like an actual, like, again, samurai armor, like, mouth guard, or, like, a ninja mouth guard, I guess. Um... The torso is... Impulse torso on the top, and then you hit, like, the vent area where you've got now, like, a lot more gold ornamentation. It has, like, a chest gemerald there. Um... The shoulders, the verniers are actually covered up because they're painted over with gold and they end in points. Um, And the forearms, you have like, uh, the guards are different. It has forearm blades, which are, I I love forearm blades, so I think it's cool. And it has punch knuckles, which is also pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, The skirts are simplified from the original Impulse. You've just got like a singular middle piece, uh, two front skirts. Uh, The side skirts are, I believe, the same. I'm trying to get a good shot of the rear. Uh, The rear skirt is very different because you have a bunch of weapons attached to it. um, Sure. Looks like. Yeah. Uh, The um, legs... uh, Upper legs are the same. Lower legs are similar, though. uh, I like the little green piece on the knee. Um, The... Other weird thing is the ankle armor is now pointier, and the feet have a slightly different design on the white part, I think, which was normally, like, the red feet part. I think they might actually have a different design. Um, Then, of course, the backpack on this, because this is, of course, a ridiculous build fighter's design, is, well, ridiculous. Uh, The backpack is basically, like, a giant shuriken with a bunch of weapons stored on it. (laughs) Uh, And it can unfold and stuff, and... So, how do you even go through the weapons? Uh, I guess we'll just go through them in order. Uh, so you have the Phantom Butterfly Swords, the Gene Kochoken on the arms. Um, These are the forearm swords that can rotate forward. Mm-hmm. Um, It has four beam sabers, one under each large wing of the backpack. They can emit blades from both ends, and, and the blades also, can change their form, apparently.
1: And also, uh, there's a spot for it to hold it in its mouth like a ninja dog.
2: Yes, which is pretty fucking cool, actually. Yes. yes, it is. Uh-huh. Um, I wonder if the model kit can do that. I bet it can. Um, the uh, gun! <laughs> uh, all these fancy names for, like, the the fancy swords he makes, and then this is just gun. Uh, uh, the four large wings on the backpack have muzzles, uh, in the tips of the wings, and those are all just solid shell guns, I think. Hmm. Um, on the rear skirt armor, it has the power axe, uh, which is just a big axe uh, that can be formed on there. It also has... So, it mentions the end of the axe's handle can be shot out on a wire. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> while this is stored, it actually looks like it has a tail, because mm-hmm. it has the wire launched out with like the point at the end, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. Um... And then finally, uh, the Tenku uh, Jujiken, Heaven's Cross Sword. This is, so when you have the backpack flay out, you have the four large wings and four small wings. Uh, it just completely spreads out and becomes a giant shuriken. Which is cool. It just has a backpack that turns into a giant shuriken it throws. I like this machine. It's ridiculous, but it's also really fun is the thing. And I just think it looks cool as a design. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those build fighters ones where I'm like, always like, like iffy on like, ah, am I going to get this as a model? But I do think about it at times. Uh, cause yeah. Now for the more boring impulses, uh, they're okay. I guess we've got, oh, the... uh, I oh. got
1: a great, this is, this is painted, but I want to give you the image of it with the beam saber in its mouth. Oh, yep. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. Right. They also did all the cool effect parts for it. Um.
1: It yeah. Wow. It's got a lot of cool options, actually. Huh. It's
2: pretty fucking sick.
1: This seems like a really good kit.
2: Can't remember. I'm gonna actually look real quick. I think they sold that the, the backpack also like as a thing you could just buy on its own. I think that was a thing that they did because you know they do that with a lot of build stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me just see real quick. Before we move on Oh okay Those beam effects are what they sold separately
1: I see Uh,
2: These are the Ninpulse beams uh, And it's just a bunch of beam effects you can put on it Though the actual kit comes with like Most everything you would want anyway Like it has you know The backpack And it still has like all the beam blades That you would still be able to use And it has the ridiculous Shuriken
0: hmm
2: Um But yeah, still still overall a neat kit. Um Need to paint the gold, of course, but I expected that much. Yep. Alright. Uh anyway, next one. ZGMF FX 56S GMA Impulse Gym WKTK Custom. This is the an impulse Gundam where the head has been replaced by a gem head, um, a gem style head. Uh, <coughs> and the arm
1: has been replaced with nothing.
2: N- that's just a fancy shield on the arm. It's drawn really weird in oh, this image. yeah, it is. But that's just okay. a shield.
1: Yeah, it's just... So, it's Yeah, you're right. It is drawn very strangely. Okay.
2: Uh, and it has a janky beam rifle. Uh, a very small beam rifle. This
1: thing looks like shit.
2: Yeah, no, this is just like... This is used by... Um, uh, Yanko's... You know... Two... Toadies that just kind of hang out with her. Okay. And, you know, they don't really do anything. Wktk is an internet slang for waku waku teka, meaning excited trembling or shaking. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, Impulse impulses, whatever. Um, th- this definitely feels like they made that like northern pod pack, and they were like, we have to just put these on some mobile suits for them to use,
0: mm-hmm.
2: like because you know why did they give it a gym head? Because they made a gym head for this uh, part pack. Um, they also made a. Uh, uh, weird uh, G-Bit style head for them and that's on the other one the Impulse g- uh, Gym uh, Mahiru specification uh, it also uses a beam rifle though it's a slightly better one uh, it, Like it's the same design but instead of having like a tiny little tube it's got a square barrel um, and then uh, it has a different shield I actually like this shield well, I like the other shield a little bit it's drawn weird in the art but it's actually like a neat design the shield's fine also but I mean this is just a impulse Gundam painted purple with a different head
1: mm-hmm and the head's cool
2: yeah yeah the head's fine nothing too special here though
1: I mean it, the head kind of reminds me of like a a a, a Gundam X bit <sighs> it looks great
2: yeah it's it, yeah it's just like a G-bit head um mm-hmm. and then uh we have the AGMF X56S Impulse Gundam Arc from Build Divers. Um I actually like this one. A decent bit. Um the design is weird because like the colors make it feel simple, but you actually look at the details and the details are nice. Like I like the weird head, like where it has like these side antenna that have additional cameras. hmm Um. Though the lack of VFIN makes it look like it's slightly depressed, which given the pilot of this, you know what, that's fair. She, she's always kind of like, eh. So,
1: also, the uh, way the the like the visor sort of covers the eyes even more than most Gundam. So it just kind of looks like it's just, you know, looking down.
2: Mm-hmm. Has a big chest gem. Uh, the shoulders uh, are a different design. They're now like these kind of cool big pointy shoulders. The skirts, uh, the side skirts are replaced. I believe these are parts for the... Um... Oh, no, those are just beam cannons. Okay. So they're just flip-up beam cans, which, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, the rear skirt also has additional propellant tanks added to it, it looks like. Oh, wait, no! Right, I thought that the... <clears throat> I used to think those were propellant tanks. They're those, are not. those are not. Those are canisters that you plug into the cool-ass rifle, which we'll get to in a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, the legs are the same design as the impulses, though. Uh, no fancy backpack really. Um, like the backpack is a more expanded core splendor, basically. Like there's more wings and a bigger thruster scoop, but simple design overall. Uh, yeah, the rifle though, fucking rules. I love this rifle. Just this huge boxy rifle. Um, that like, it, you know, the hand holds a handle that's more in the middle rather than on like the bottom, and then it also has a giant canister plugged into it, which I think looks cool. Um, and of course those extra canisters on the back. Again, they look like propellant tanks. No, these are for the rifle, the arc rifle. Um, I just think this looks cool. Mm -hmm. This is a design that definitely, um, also is made to actually be able to do things in its flyer modes because like the top flyer would have the rifle mounted on it and the bottom, uh, flyer would have the, uh, two beam cannons facing forward on it. So, or I guess I should say yeah, it's two beam cannons. They're not double barrel. Mm-hmm. I think this is a cool design, though, overall. Um, it's not like it's super outstanding, but uh, I, I think the model of it looks neat also. Plus, I mean, it's I, I think this is, uh, yeah, it's Yanase doing it, which is why the art looks pretty like neat in the one little uh, picture, uh, gallery picture. Mm-hmm. Um I like you not say as a designer. So explain also explains why it has such a cool gun. Cause he tends to make weapons on mobile suits. I really like, like whether they are underslung or I guess in this case, like in the middle of the rifle, uh, having the handle there. Um, there's also the counterpart of this unit, the impulse Gundam lens, Lance-
1: I would say Lancier, Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, which is a red counterpart. Uh, it has a modified head as well. Um, the head is actually not the same kind of head, um, though it does add similar details, like adding the extra eyes. Uh, it has spikes going up, though, and like back. Like they're just swept mm-hmm. backwards. Um, I believe the shoulders and torso and everything are actually the same as the Impulse Arc. These are counterpart units, so the side skirts are different. Um, These side skirts have uh, missile launchers and. The, the missile launchers also are, like, you know, stored in these, like, large wing pieces. Uh, so it just has these really big side skirts. Um, <clears throat> has a weird kind of, like, rocket on the rear skirt. It kind of reminds me of, like... It looks more like something out of, like, 00 or something, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And just, like, a weird... Uh, I think I'm, like, thinking of, like, the tyrants and stuff, right? It just has this weird... Rear skirt thruster Um Really large pointy shield on the arm Uh left arm Uh and then on the right arm of course what this is named after It's Lancier Javelin Which is Basically like the It is built out of the concept of the Excalibur anti-ship uh Laser sword um It can generate a, a beam blade Over the end of it when it makes impact Uh And it can also be used as a throwing spear Because of course
1: and it can also be shot. The tip can shoot beam
2: shots. Oh. oh, it can actually... Yeah, it can be used as a rifle. Um, Yeah, again, not like an outstanding design, but it's fine.
1: Well, and also, mm-hmm. this gives us... Um, I don't think I'll list these as proper variants, but we do to have the Arc Lancier and the Lancier Arc.
2: Right, because they... uh, What happens yeah. is they can combine the... Because it's a impulse, and the impulse is like the victory... Uh, they can swap their top and bottom parts,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I think that happens. Does that happen in the original show, or does that happen in this in uh, Bill Diver's re-rise? I can't remember.
1: I think it happens in the original show, but again, this is I didn't, I didn't finish watch, the I original
2: finished, show is my problem. I haven't, I, I
1: haven't finished the original show, and I haven't watched any of re-rise until I finished the original show, as I've talked about on previous episodes. Yeah, so I, think I, that's I finished the case, re-rise
2: because re-rise was actually a fun series, but. <laughs> um, Okay, it was in the original show, because you can see it in episode 25 there. Okay. Where they, uh... I, I, I presume they get damaged in battle, and they just, just shift their docking.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is pretty yeah, cool. I, 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 I am curious what the
2: benefit of that is. I think, I think it's just so that both of them can stay in the fight.
1: <laughs> but... What? Well, what
2: I think happens is one of the suits gets, like, blown up, like, part of, partly blown up, or both of them get, like, partly damaged.
1: Okay, so you would never do this, this while... This is, like,
2: an improvisation thing, rather than, You would than, never like, do
1: this a... while both of them are functional. It's only when they're, like, one can keep fighting.
2: Yeah, I think... These two are usually deployed, like, as a team, I think this is just, like, a secret thing that they can do if necessary, right? It's not, like... Okay. This is probably why they don't get their own entries as on the wiki, is... They're, this is like an improv thing that they happen to be able to do because they're both using impulses, not like, you know, not okay, a planned fair thing. Fair
1: enough. All right. I was I was thinking it was like, well, see, because the legs have the hyper-melee. No, 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 no. It's like, I don't know. Okay.
2: Yeah, not at all. Um, anyway, that is all of the impulses. The impulse, though, overall, is, I think, a cool suit, and I like it more than the strike. Um... Also, uh, since we're in the deep spoiler territory anyway, uh, the deepest of all Seed Destiny spoilers, Impulse Gundam should have been the killer of Kira, and the fact that he didn't die after getting stabbed through the chest by the uh, Excalibur in one of the coolest battles in all of Seed, actually, makes me really mad to this day. Um, yes, I know the cockpit is not in the chest, it's in the upper half. He stabbed it through the chest and it fucking exploded. He, Kira should be dead. Yep, they're cowards. And also, that battle is so fucking cool. Uh, I guess I should have brought it up way earlier on the Impulse thing, but just to mention it, I love that Shin starts doing, like, Uso-type, like, nonsense in that battle where he's just like, I'm just gonna launch the top off and st- because I can get another one. I'll just mm-hmm. have the ship send me another one. We're against Yamato, the e- evil monster of the first war. So, of course, we can, like, expend these resources. It's fine. If we get rid of the freedom... The the third Klein faction has nothing. So he's just like, fuck it. Let's just go all out. And also they do the thing where they're like, well, Kira only targets limbs because he doesn't want to kill anyone. So it's like, wait, our design can swap limbs so we can actually use that to our advantage. So, yeah. like, so just this fight cool doesn't thing. have
1: to end, you idiot. Uh, like fucking Kira Yamato out here ruining seed wasn't enough. He's got to try and ruin destiny too.
2: Yeah, and well, fucking some would say he man. succeeds in the last half, but, you know.
1: Yeah, I hate that guy.
2: Uh, the Impulse, though, getting to do all kinds of cool shit in that fight. Like, uh, I love when it ejects the top flyer and then the Core Splendor. J- like, it launches into Kira and Kira's like, what? <laughs> and then he just <laughs> fucking shoots the top flyer so it explodes while Kira's, like, trying to hold it back from ramming him. That's uh good. And then also when he calls the uh, sword silhouette out just to grab the sword off of it, like a single sword off of it and stab the uh, freedom fucking rules, just a cool fight. Like seed does not give me really cool mecha combat all that often. I feel honestly like original seed, we've been watching it and even in the original seed, I've not been like, Oh, this is a cool battle. Right. Uh, I just, it's just been like a lot of the times it's just been people shooting and using the same frames of them shooting. Um, in ways that I just think are boring. But Impulse gives me one of the coolest fights also, which is why I like it so much. Because I think it beating the shit out of the freedom rules, actually.
1: Anyway. Shin, for forese- seed standards, Shin is a good character.
2: I think he's a very interesting protagonist. I'm sad that he's no longer the protagonist after a certain point, because I think having this little... This boy who is a ball of anger for pretty good reasons actually uh makes sense
1: (laughs) and also i mean like i i don't want to be one of those people but it is actually really refreshing to have a character who is just a soldier
2: Mm -hmm. yeah he is an enlisted soldier
1: and he like you know there are but again he has reasons for
2: it which is good right
1: and like he but like it also means that mostly you don't have the issue of like him like you know Randomly hijacking the Gundam to go powder in a desert, which is good in Gundam, but it's also nice to see it go a different way.
2: No, 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 no! Sai Argyles on in Destiny to try to steal the Gundam and then go. oh, I'm so impotent. I can't pilot. I hated that scene so bad. That made me so angry. I forgot that on top of him being cucked by Kira, there's the scene of him walking out on the strike and tripping and just being like, "Uh." I
1: feel like I would have, I would have, it would have been terrible. But if they just fully leaned in and had it be like him, like, like, he's like, 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 Cy, get out the beam saber. And he's like, I can't, I can't get it up.
2: (laughs) Uh, Nightmare. Wouldn't be far from what they're doing to Psy. Si.
0: No. And no, also that's... the fact
2: that I feel bad for Psy si is, I believe Jackson and M mentioned this too, the fact that the show can make you feel bad for Psy si just because Kira's such an asshole, even though Psy si is also like a wet fish of a man, like, it's just the worst. Seed, I'm really hoping in the latter half that when I remembered ending it and being like, that was okay, I hope it's, That it not just that I binged it in like three days, but rather that the latter half does have some better episodes. And I mean, like, you know, uh, the episode they watched last week was pretty all right. Um, Then it was a fucking flashback episode, the literal immediate next episode, which was like, no, why would you do this? Uh, Anyway, enough seed rambling. We're always going to have seed rambling, though, because that show one in the conscious and two, you know, anyway. Alright, six, where can people find you Oh wait, actually, do we have any questions?
1: Uh yes, we do. Okay. Questions. Um We're gonna take uh one this time per the the question center's recommendation. They sent two and they were like, hey, maybe you're only gonna want to take one because this is gonna be a lot. Um so Oh, okay. It's not like it's just like there's a lot to talk about. Um it's not like it's not gonna be heavy shit or anything. Um so okay. From uh, from Vi on Twitter. Thank you, Vi. What is your favorite final battle in a mecha show? Do you prefer a fleet battle or just a duel? Or is it something else?
2: Ooh. Favorite final battles. Hmm. I'm trying to think now. Because, see, um, it depends on the show, right? Because, like, sometimes my favorite battles are not final battles.
1: Thinking mm. on it well you, well then you'll have to you have to not mention this yeah i know care. that's
2: the problem is i'm thinking like obviously like if we're talking like original mobile suit gundam i love Epo Aku cuz it's just a, a very chaotic battle right where mm-hmm. even though the gundam is participating i like how big it feels because you know even where the gundam is not things are happening and i think that's really cool about it like i like the big fleet battle i guess like a big fleet versus a base i should say mm-hmm um like yeah eiboku is really good uh i i guess like the final battle of zeta is also kind of a fleet battle right because you've got yeah the axis fleet uh, the titans fleet and then like the au and then you have this whole conflict for grips and then grips ends up taking out like most of the titans forces and all that like I, I guess I do like big... I like big battles where it feels like there's a lot happening even where our heroes are not, though, I guess, mm-hmm. is maybe the best way of putting it. Because, like, I think about, like, the kind of, like, science fiction I like in general anyway. And I like when, like, even though the heroes are, like, a, a, a decently driving force, I like when there are clearly things happening that they are not a part of. Uh, it just makes the world feel larger for that. So... And usually... Gundam can be good with big fleet battles, especially in, like, Tamino stuff, I think. mm
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, But, yeah. Honest,
1: honestly, my favorite, like, uh, what I think of my favorite final battle in Gundam, mm-hmm. it's kind of, uh, like, the Gundam trying to defy circumstance. Um, mm. For me specifically, it's the Wing Zero in uh, Endless Waltz punching through the bunker.
2: That's pretty good. That's pretty where good.
1: Where it's, it's, like, I mean... No one's, like, attacking it, but this is a heavily damaged mobile suit trying to do something that everyone else is saying is impossible, and you're watching it fall apart as it makes the effort. And I feel like that, to me, that's really powerful.
2: Yeah, that's fair. It's like, I'm trying to think also, I, I think I actually, for all that I like individual mecha battles, I don't like when the final battle is a duel. Like, like as in, like, I guess, like, um, when I say duel in this case... I mean, like, since we're talking future Gundam in this show, too. Uh, Double O, right? I don't think Double O's final battle is very good. No. Like, I get that they're like, oh, but look, it's the Exia versus the O Gundam. It's like the new versus the old, etc. I just don't think it's that interesting. Because Ribbon's forces are just a bunch of clones, Ribbon's, and then the the two Innovates that just die in one-on-one. And everyone, like, fights in, like, these big one-on-ones in that. I don't think that's as interesting. Like, well, I think I... one-on-ones can be interesting, obviously. Again, Zeta, right? The the end of Zeta is fun, though, because even that's chaotic, right? When you have, like, the Zeta, Hiakushiki, Theo, and Kublai in, like, a weird, like, three-way fight. It gets chaotic because they end up, like, swapping who's fighting who a lot in the mm-hmm. final battle. And I think that's really interesting. Because it's not just like, oh, this is our fated duel. It happens to end up that way with, like, Char and Haman, but, like... The, the whole way it's working there, like, occasionally, like, you know, they, they are not all fighting the same people. Like, it is just chaotic. Because a battle would be chaotic.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you that I don't like that part of the final battle. I mean, like, the, the final battle of Double O just feels really artificial, right because it's like okay i have this special mode and that gets purged then you have this mode and it gets purged and then we both like pull out old mobile suits and on the fly slot slap new reactors in and it's just like this is stupid
2: like it it feels like a really large like like it feels choreographed right like it feels or telegraphed i should say like it feels it feels like watching a performance rather than a battle i guess Mm -hmm. which you know that can be fun sometimes but uh, honestly, the best one v ones in all of Gundam are in build die or build fighters. Original build um, fighters has the best one v ones.
1: I mean, if we're if we're just talking like if we're you know spoiler limiter off, um, another one of these like it's it's kind of we kind of have
2: to be is the thing.
1: Yeah. And <laughs> least... Another one of these like kind of like like Gundam versus situation. I don't like how this show ends at all, personally. Mm-hmm. But the scene of the the fleet fucking, like, orbital nuking the Barbatos is oh, incredible.
2: actually, yes. For a final battle of Last Stands, that one's great. I like it's, that one a lot.
1: It's the part where they're like, okay, listen, we're gonna, out of nowhere, we're gonna take this character who's done nothing but job the whole time and tell her, you're the one who can beat Mika. Uh, Mika. It's like, no, you fucking can't. This is stupid. I don't know why we made and this. And she doesn't battle.
2: really win. No.
1: Like, but it's, it's stupid that they try and promote that. But I, what happens is...
2: Mm. I I guess my argument with that would be, I actually think it's very interesting because it just goes with Gallarhorn's whole fucking attachment to aesthetics that because she is still like the best soldier and most competent soldier out of the ones that they have that they're like, oh yeah, you get to be the chosen hero even though even she kind of realizes at the end, no, I'm not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess the way it pays off I think is so good because the way it pays off is like there is no chosen hero. If you fight mika at that point with a mobile suit any quantity of mobile suits you lose they try to beat him in a fight and they realize they can't they have to nuke him from I, orbit. I think it's a
2: good contrast though because the system still wins the people who totally, have the army totally. win which but, i sorry i like ibo a lot so when we start discussing themes i have
1: to <laughs> I, mean, I mean i have problems with it but i do, i do think this part of it's really good i mean like the the way the system wins is by casting off pretense right yeah
2: Is by saying
1: like, oh, we made these rules. We don't care. We're going to break them. So we win.
2: I love that. And not only that, uh, they, they, they stage a false flag so that they have complete moral legitimacy over this whole thing. They're like, oh no, we are using excessive force against the war criminals because they're war criminals. They did a bad thing. They did an evil war crime. They fired on us with one of those weapons. So we fired on them with 300 of them. And seemingly, people eat it up, though. People believe that. It's not like Gallarhorn collapses because everyone's like, oh, they're so unjust. Like Everyone's like, oh, Rustle, you're our hero. And the yep. sad part is that is probably how that would go. Yep.
0: Like
2: That's the depressing part. That's why I like IBO's ending is it's like, fuck. <laughs> no, no one that matters wins, and the incremental change doesn't actually feel good to have. And the show kind of knows that, I think, and that's why I like that.
1: I feel, it's just, I feel like working up to it, I don't like a lot of what they're, of what they're doing. Um, I think, like, the actual, like, ending-ass ending. It's like, yeah, no, this is how it has to go at this point. This is good. But there's though, a lot I, of choices all, along the way there that I don't care
2: Oh, about yeah, there's the definitely problems. It, it's uh, high highs and low lows is what I will say for IBO. Yeah. Um, yeah. But anyway, that final battle, though, when you brought up Last stands. now that I think about it, that one's really good, though. I like mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. Just... The, the combination of both, I mean, they, you know, Mika and and Akihiro are dead. When they When they get fired on, they are dead there. Now, even though they are dead, they kill several people afterwards, but they are dead. Like, there's no way they're coming out of that after that point. That is a point of no return.
1: Right, right.
2: Like, even if, like, they somehow got picked up, I don't think they're surviving that. They are, you see them in the cockpit, they are like you know clearly like full of shrapnel and like their just bodies are fucked up beyond repair it's so good
0: Mm -hmm. anyway just
2: sorry now i'm thinking about that and it's yeah that's a really good one for like a last stand trying to defy the odds uh kind of final duel
1: Mm -hmm. um
2: which is funny because i usually find those things kind of pat right because i know like you know, for an, a video game example, the way that Halo Reach ends is kind of silly. Um,
1: I mean i I don't think it's I don't think it's bad in Halo Reach, but you do have to you do have to buy in, and they don't necessarily. They're, they're like, well, you'll buy in because it's Halo. They don't really do the work.
2: Yeah, no, they don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> the problem is, I don't care about the team in Reach, so when <laughs> it's like a big final stand, um, you know, it's just like, oh, can I just let them kill me because I. You know, I'm not. I don't feel invested surviving here. Do you
1: know how they got me, Dylan? How? What's the name of that character you're playing as?
2: Uh, I can't even remember. I played Halo Reach two years ago, and I can't remember anyone's name.
1: Noble Six.
2: Ah, uh, Noble. What Six. are
1: they saying on the walkie all the time? Six, take care of it. I'm like, you got it, uh, boss. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> I they just threw pure luck. <laughs> they got. I it. can't
2: remember a single Spartan's name in that game. Also, it's so funny. I just I, cannot. I,
1: I just remember that it was my name. I don't remember anyone else. The,
2: the 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 primary Halo Reach memory I have is at the beginning. You're like, it's time to suppress a colony of Re- rebels. Oh no, it's actually the Covenant. And I'm like, wait a minute, is some of the awful Halo lore leaking into this game? Not really. <laughs> this stuff that doesn't get talked about in the games. <laughs> anyway, um, trying to think of like other ones though. So yeah, non- like
1: non Gundam, for instance.
2: Yeah, non Gundam stuff. Ooh. Uh, hmm. Non Gundam final battles. And I'm just like, that I think are really cool. Uh, Dunbine has a, a final battle that is also. Uh, do you mind me spoiling it or should I no, just. No, go for it. Okay. For it. Uh, so, spoilers for Ara Battler Dunbine. Please, if you're watching this, leave now. At the end of Aura Battler, Dunbine... Uh, so, the thing about all the Aura Battlers at the end is... They basically... So, every Aura Battler, when on Upper Earth, which is where all of the Aura Battlers are sent to at the end, which is to say, our Earth, are, like, ten times stronger. Actually, more than ten times stronger. Like, their little machine guns basically can almost create, like, nuclear devastation. Like, it's... They are dangerous on on uh, in our world. Um, So... What ends up happening is basically the final battle is just a lot of like, it's very Zeta-esque, very everyone is fighting and things are exploding and everyone is dying kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And it is chaos. And I think uh, that's a fun one just because uh, the whole thing is about how Aura battlers are actually evil machines that even if you're trying to do good on them, you're not going to be able to do good. So it ending with all of them dying is, I think, actually pretty fun. These machines have not brought happiness to anyone. Except for I, me.
1: I also, I mean, like, in the tradition of, like, liking it to be somewhat subversive, right? I like from uh, Code Geass, the last fight between Suzaku and Karen, where it's just like, oh, no, Karen's just too much of a better pilot by now. I think you mean Callan. Yes, I'm sorry, I do. I do mean <laughs> Callan. But she's such a Karen. <laughs> um, Yes. Um, Wait,
2: hold on. She's the one... She's part of the rebel group. We can't call her that, actually. I'm, she's yeah. the one who isn't.
1: <laughs> but, like, by that point, it's just, like, they were they were rivals for a long time, and she just got better than him. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of this, like, I, I, I do, like... To, that's part of the thing to me, is I do think it's really fun to have rivals, but my... Experience of rivalry is that someone outgrows the other, and I yeah. really love to see that represented.
2: Yeah, that's fair. And, you know, it is good. Um, I'm
1: I mean, hell, think... I'll, I'll, I'll. Despite the fact that I don't like the movie, I'll say that for Shar's counterattack, Amuro just has Shar in that fight. Yeah, Shar yeah. just can't keep up.
2: Unfortunate, but yeah.
1: Well, listen, you reap what you sow. You fucking you wager send, you the send fate an of humanity on you fucking having an ego trip and sending oh. your enemy a super weapon.
2: <laughs> so final battle, I don't know why I didn't think of this earlier when we are talking about uh, something trying to stand up to the forces of the universe, trying to get rid of it. But let me tell you, last night I rewatched Be Invoked, and oh, *Idion*'s <laughs> final movie is just an entire movie of... Someone trying to make a last stand against, basically, the universe working against them. Can while they call are that in a, the god. Can you,
1: call that, can you call that a battle?
2: I mean, I guess in reality, it's two of them that are in a final stand against it. It's two... It is, it is an immovable object and an unstoppable force in that film, right? Because you have... The buff clan with their, like, big super weapons and stuff, just utterly fucking things up, managing to board the solo ship and killing everyone. But also, the buff clan is against the Idion, and the Idion is... it's the fucking (laughs) Idion, you know? (laughs) And it is also destroying everything that they know. And then as this all happens, meteors strike their their respective worlds, rendering them completely dead. And everyone in the universe around them is dying as this final battle that doesn't even matter in the end because they all die. Right. It's, it's it's all, it, it is a fight against, it is a fight against futility. Um, and I mean, they do ghost parade at the end and that's good though. You know, also, like, it's uh *Be Invoked* is an incredible fucking movie.
1: *Idion* is such an interesting like. I I I have such mixed feelings about *Idion*. I mean, it's so it's so important, and I love a lot of it. And I I, I don't, we don't need to get into my complex feelings that much. But it is the best example of any show I can think of, of any like like piece of visual media where, looking back on it the moment cosmos steps into the idion everyone in the universe is fucked it's just yeah. done it's just yeah, done no. <laughs> the, the moment they unearth those really large trucks <laughs> i mean there is a world in which they just study them and don't have to use them for war and maybe they don't ever wake up that could have happened yeah. the moment well, someone turned it on
2: well there's a lot in idion that also maybe could have been solved through any number of little minor things changing, but unfortunately, that's not their their world. And I mean, instead,
1: the E-Day wouldn't have allowed it. Do you, the Ede I- 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 is just such a motherfucker.
2: <laughs> I mean, even the even the poor Buff Clan. I I love when they shoot. Oh, I'm spacing on. Uh, why am I spacing on name? The 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 leaders. Uh, not Doa. Um, is it Doa? Uh, when they end up shooting the leader at the end because they realize they're like, wait, our home planet is gone. We can't get, make any contact with them. They are gone, and mm-hmm. not only that. But then they're like, also, we're fi- why are we fighting the giant god at this point? We're done. Can we just surrender? And he's like, no, we have to keep pressing on. And they're like, you know what? Okay.
1: And they just shoot him. Yeah, actually, okay, here's my favorite final duel. Cassilia mm-hmm. uh, versus Giren. It nah- was short, but it was a good one.
2: <laughs> That's a pretty good one, yeah. <laughs> and then right after they shoot their leader, because they're like, okay, well, we're not going to die... Uh, following your shitty orders. As soon as they shoot him, that's when the Ideon punches into the into the cockpit area there on the uh, large ship where yep. they all are. Yep. Oh, it's such a nightmare. The Ideon being destroyed by one of the um the the movie uh, uh like one of the movie Buff Clan units uh that you know the big silver ones, mm-hmm. like hitting it at the end in such a way that it doesn't stop the giant beam from firing. So that one buff clan soldier hitting the ideon causing everyone to truly die before it could be stopped is so uh everything falls into place for like it to be you know that ending but here's the thing it's not like ideon's a sad ending right
1: in a way yeah
2: the ghost parade is i i think i it's so funny right because again you have instrumentality in anime as like oh no this is the worst thing that could ever happen and then idion it happens and it doesn't feel like the worst thing ever actually
1: i mean honestly ever since like what episode would you say like episode i i i'm trying to I, what, I think... what event are you thinking of I'm thinking of, like, when they are, re- when the Ideon is rejected from Earth, which is, like, in the late 20s, I think.
2: Yeah. Oh, when, the, when yeah, when they don't have the support of the Earth, even, when the Earth's like, uh, actually, no.
1: Yeah, I think ever since that point, it's like, okay, well, honestly, at this point, death is a mercy.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, they, you, everything is doomed at that point. <laughs> that's That's one and, of the many and, like, things of sealing doom.
1: And, like the fact that from then on, it's like, oh, they're winning fights. That's not something to celebrate. Yeah, no. They just can't stop.
2: Yeah. They're against a giant space empire. Like, them winning one fight every now and then is nothing. And we know it's nothing because literally the movie is all about how, look at how many forces the fucking Buff Clan still have. Yeah. And, And we watch as this giant amount of forces, you know, get dwindled away over time in the whole film because that film is just a battle of attrition for everyone in the film and for me in the audience watching the film because that movie chips at you in a way I love, but you know, anyway,
1: such a, that's a good one. That series is such a, that's actually the best
2: last stand in all of anime, (laughs) but the last stand is everyone against everyone. Um, I'm trying to think of any others though. See, like, cause yeah, all my favorite final battles though are all like early Tamino Gundam, and like IBO is like the exception. Cause like I think of like final battles in Seed, and I don't care. In Double O, I don't care. I, I, the final thing in G Gundam's okay, like the, against the Devil Gundam.
1: Sure, it's fine.
2: I, I like the love, love tankyoken. That's fine, but I mean that's not really a battle <laughs> either, right? Like it's you know, it doesn't feel like a climactic battle, and like. The space battle uh, G Gundam of all the nations, you know, fighting all, like, the various, uh, Devil Gundam forces and, like, death armies and whatnot. It doesn't... I don't care. It just doesn't feel... It doesn't feel real, I guess, right? Like, it doesn't feel like a real conflict, because it's all the heroes triumphantly beating the shit out of death armies infinitely. Mm -hmm. All, All the named characters that we know, like the Mandala Gundam guy and, uh... Allenby and all that are just like, hey, look. And then, like, the Wing Gundam is inexplicably in the background. <laughs> and it, just like how also when they're launching the ship, uh, the, 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 the Gundams into space, there's the, the frame where you've got the Gundam and the Crossbone Gundam hanging onto a ship.
1: I, you know, and, have your fun.
2: Yeah, it just, It's just them having fun. I'm not. I, I, I don't think it's awful. Like, I don't hate G Gundam as much as, like, some people, but... It's not my favorite. It's just not my thing, I guess. Um, well, and,
1: I mean, the final duel of, of as much as I don't like it as a show, the final duel of 08, you know, gets those YouTube videos for a reason. It's pretty cool.
2: I mean, is the final duel the, the duel against the Goof custom though, or is it when the uh, the would you consider it the EZA versus the Absolus?
1: I I think both are valid. I think like as far as a duel, it's versus the, the versus the versus the Goof. The I mean, the versus goof is, not a duel. is
2: good, but yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, the Apsiris is not a duel.
2: Um, Trying to think of what else. Um, The final battle, you know, for a duel, the final battle of... I know that we were supposed to talk about our favorites. Now it's just me going through all of stuff, though, because it's kind of hard to, like, immediately think without, you know, going through it. Um, The final duels of, like... Gundam X has a pretty alright one. Overall, right? It, it's like, okay.
1: It's fine. It's it does fine. The job.
2: Yeah, I, I I like that it's I, I I do like that it's a draw rather than one side definitively winning. It's not like the the X actually survives the encounter either, you know. Yeah. Um, turn A's final bit is good, but I turn A turn A is weird because it's just like something where I don't even think about it as like a final mecha duel. You know what I mean? Like I do because. Because what I think of with the final episode of Turn A is not the Turn A and the Turn X fighting, even even though there's some really cool shit there. It's when they get out of the mobile suits and Jim tosses a fucking sword to Loren and is just like, hey, fight me. And then Loran just kind of, not really a technique, just kind of like freaks out on him. (laughs) Like just starts hitting really fast with the sword. And then Jim just gets grabbed by the cocoon and it's like, bye. I'm yep. leaving. I, I'm not staying here for this. Um, I mean, it's good, but it's not like... Uh, final Battle just carries a connotation with it that I don't even always think of with like that kind of stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I don't tend to like them very much.
2: Yeah. Like, They'll, again, I'll... like when it's a big fleet battle or something like that, or like a last stand, sure, du- duels generally don't win out unless it's something really spectacular like turn A
1: i do like it Which when again, the, when like one character is trying to have the classic like clash of ideologies the, the best example of this is again endless waltz they're trying to have the clash of the ideologies and the other character's like dude you're just saying the stupidest shit in the world yeah <laughs> you're just being such a fucking idiot right now wufei uh,
2: well if we want to go for that see it's not the final duel but the 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 one of the final it's the final duel, I guess, in a way for well, no, not for the charadom, because the keradom gets to fight one other thing. Uh I will say, al Sashez versus um uh on the second is actually kind of that, right? Because mm-hmm. but in the inverse, because that's the battle where everyone is having their big we are understanding one another because uh Setsuna's doing the Transam burst and we can feel each other's emotions and see into each other's mind. And Ali's just like this is gross. I'm evil. <laughs> this sucks, actually. Uh, and Lachlan's like, don't you feel bad about anything you do? And he's like, no,
1: not at all. He's like, don't you understand? I don't have empathy. I'm just evil. And it's like, oh, okay.
2: And that's why Ollie is actually the best in that show. I mean, he sucks, but he's also fun because there's a lot of idiots in Double Home.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um... Even Build Fighters actually doesn't have the... Even, like, original Build Fighters, when I think of it, the final battle's not that great. Like, it's thematically kind of neat, but, you know. hmm Final I mean, battles I, are just not They're really always, hard. They're, they're hard, yeah. Cli- clim- climaxes and, like, endings are hard, right? Like,
1: I mean, it, when you have the pressure of bringing the themes of, of a whole show to the end, like, to, to a conclusion, the thing is, usually you shouldn't do that. Like, that's the natural instinct of of media, but it's actually, for a narrative, usually the wrong choice. And so, naturally, they end up being bad, and you end up caring much more about a fight in the middle, which, like, represents one element of the show and is just executing really well on that, right?
2: Yeah. Like, you know, there are some examples where it works, again, but not more often than not, not usually in Gundam. I mean, even not always in, like, Tamino Gundam, because, like, I like Double Zeta, but I don't really think about, like, the final bit of Judo versus, like, uh, Haman all that often. Like, I think about it from the terms of, like, I I love when Judo is so angry at the Federation forces showing up there, but it's, like, it's not the battle that's the draw, right? Like, Mm -hmm. to actually have it so I'm drawn to all elements of it is, I guess, how I'm trying to read this question, because I don't want to just say, oh, it's thematically good, or, oh, it's interesting to watch, because if it only fits one of those... It doesn't necessarily fit, like, an amazing final battle to me. Unless, again, it's something... Unless you've gotten to get away with something ridiculous, like how the entire movie of Be Invoked is just a final battle, right? Like, that whole, that's a whole movie of it. And that's why it works. Mm-hmm. Um, both thematically and, like, in terms of a visual thing to watch. Um, anyway. I don't know, that's my thoughts on it. I'm not a media critic. Uh, I just... Listen to a lot of them and attempt to be half as good as them. <laughs> also,
1: this is why we're only doing one question, is because we don't shut the fuck up.
2: Yeah. That's uh, fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is fine. I, I feel perfectly comfortable with That's it.
2: why this week, only one episode. Mm-hmm. Um, because... <laughs> We we, we we foresaw not actually but we're actually both just really tired. But, yeah what um, happened
1: is we literally both rolled out of bed and put on headsets. so
2: <laughs> yeah well because here's the thing. I think that you asking whether we would do the podcast tomorrow actually set forth an uh, an un, like an insufferable chain of events in both of our lives that would cause us to not get any sleep when we agreed on it yeah. <laughs> a day later.
1: Yeah, it was rough. Uh,
2: it's fine. I think we did a good job this episode, though, on the Impulse Talk. We rambled a lot, but hey, that's why you're here. And You listen to a podcast to listen to rambles. It's fine.
1: I I think I want to, like, I'm not going to say I want to do one episode more regularly, right? But I do think, like, I have noticed that there are weeks where when we just do one episode, like, we're at the end of a almost two-hour recording. We've still got fucking energy, you know? And I think it helps the show. When we do two episodes, sometimes by the end of the second episode, we're not... We're not on full blast there, you know?
2: Yeah, that's fair.
1: Um, sometimes, unless it's, it, unless sometimes it's like, it's like ah, I know dinner about is ideas. about
2: to be ready and I would really like to eat or something.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: No, no 7 hours special like uh, the latest VoIP?
1: I have ideas. Well, oh, no!
2: No! I have I regret it, actually. I regret bringing this up.
1: Maybe I should just or, say You it. know what? Yeah, Say how it about then. I, okay oh I might I might bleep this out in the show um okay. I was thinking when they get to build we just do a stream of build catch up of things we haven't discussed from build
2: oh oh I guess there is a lot mm-hmm
1: oh yeah um, think about all the zakus uh
2: yeah yeah that's true we
1: talked about some of them, though, right? Mm-hmm. But also, in the early days, we didn't talk about any of them.
2: That is true. We we were bad at discussing those variants.
1: We had that's different true. methods back then, and we decided that they weren't the best for the show. But
2: Yeah. I mean, to be fair, we, it's not like we have a script or anything going into this. We just kind of improvise.
1: Yeah. True. We kind of do things on impulse. Uh, that's too much for me to bleep, so I'm just going to say... There are good odds we won't actually do that. Don't take that as any kind of promise. It's just an idea. I floated.
2: That's fair. I don't know if that would end up being like a seven hour one, though. See, I thought you were going to just say, yeah, let's rip off M and Jackson and just do a top fi- a bunch of top fives. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, that won't work for Mecha. Unless it's top fives for every single Mecha thing we can think of. But that would also, mm, no.
1: I mean, if I wanted Maybe. to make that the real hell seven hour stream where we'd both be sad. God. All of Battletech.
2: No. Well, mm, there are some I like.
1: There are, there are ones that are good.
2: I like the ones that are more ridiculous. Uh, uh, like, the ones that, ironically enough, lean into all the things I don't like about Battletech are things that I actually like a bit more for it.
1: I like the Catapult.
2: Um, I like... Ooh, just thinking on it right now. Ah, what's the one called? Uh, I like some of the quad ones, like the Thunder Fox, because this thing is... It, it is ridiculous to me to try to do the Battletech aesthetics, but make it a quad leg like that. I think it's yeah. fun, though. Uh, but- I also like the Blood Kite, because this thing runs at, like, 50 kmh, and I can't imagine how. And I think that's fun. <laughs> it also is covered in guns.
1: The Catapult, to me, is just, like, like boiled down, like, this is what Battletech design looks like when it's well executed. Like that look is at, fair. Look at huh. the, if it ever uploads. What the fuck is with you today, Discord? You little shitter. Hey, I, since
2: since you brought up the catapult, how do you feel about the yeoman? Which is just the bigger catapult.
1: I don't like it as much, but it has its own charms as well. The
2: meat tenderizer.
1: It's kind of good, is the thing.
2: <laughs> it's a nightmare, but it, it's a nightmare in a way that I like also.
1: What if we just did the Battletech episode right now? No! I don't have everything for the no. rest of the day. I have things no. for the rest we'll of the day. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> go
2: through Sarna one day. We'll go through Sarna one day and just be like, hey, let's look at Battletech stuff. We'll, 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 I'm not making a super hard promise on that, but honestly, it would be fun for us to discuss Battletech's designs and where they fall off for us and whatnot.
1: I'm here to say the Atlas fucking sucks. Um, all right, everybody. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Mechanista in G. Uh, I can't even remember what we were talking about originally. Wow. (laughs) Dylan has to take medication.
2: Yep. That was actually... Usually that doesn't happen until the second episode, but we've been here so long. (laughs) It's the thing. Um, Yeah. uh, We're talking about the impulse. Uh, Do you have any Destiny lines for
1: us? Listen... You may listen to this podcast and you may be like, man, you know, like, uh where can people find you on Twitter?
2: Uh you can find me on Twitter at Low robot. And where can people find you
1: on Twitter? Uh I'm at SixStepMar. You can find work at Scanline Media.com or patreon.com slash Scanline Media. But don't worry about that. We're just people that live in Orb. Uh,
2: no we don't. No no we don't. Orb has a real life analogue. You cannot say that actually.
1: California.
0: Damn it.